0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be prerecorded.
1: Finally, a cause. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin met with the media today. Uh, I remember him, the kid from Pittsburgh, who's heart stopped on Monday Night Football back in January. Um, And after four months, he finally revealed the cause of his cardiac arrest on that Monday night game. He says it was commotio cortis, which was the original unofficial diagnosis at the time. It was never given as the official cause, and many highly respected cardiologists said they doubted that it was the cause. And his doctors in Cincinnati never said it was the cause when they had a press conference, and I still haven't seen where a doctor says it was. Now, I spoke with a highly respected cardiologist just a little while ago. He said that if it was commotio cortis, it would be more rare than being struck by lightning. It would be the only time it's happened, by the way, in the 100-year history of the NFL. Think of the millions of hits. It's never never happened before. Uh, Of course, the big question that nobody has been willing to ask is, could being vaccinated have caused the myocarditis that would have put his heart in a condition to make it more likely to stop. He says the vaccine has been, the doctor says the vaccine has been proven to cause myocarditis, especially in young men, and that that's a lot more common than commotio cortis. So it's great that Hamlin is coming back, which he confirmed today at a press conference today in Buffalo. I mean, coming back as a player. And it's good that a cause is finally being discussed, but I'd like to hear more doctors weigh in. I haven't seen one yet who has agreed with what Hamlin is saying. Maybe we will now that it's out there. But it's, you know, he just made the announcement uh, earlier this afternoon. But the vaccine is still the elephant in the room, and the elephant is still there if, in fact, it was commotio cortis because the vaccine could have and most likely would have, according to the cardiologist I spoke to, would have created the condition that led to it. And the cardiologist I spoke with today said that he finds it hard to believe that it could have happened absent the vaccine. The people who are selling the vaccine have zero credibility at this point after how many times they've been wrong. So it's not likely that we're ever going to know or ever going to be confident that we're being told the truth. Meanwhile, when we come back, I think they call this uh, breaking news. Uh, We're going to have our media expert, Jeff McCall, on the Dominion Fox lawsuit that was settled about an hour ago. And we'll talk about the media's handling of the intelligence leaks that uh, came out last week. In our second half hour, another episode of West Coast, Messed Coast. Stick around.
2: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this one you shouldn't ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money, so make sure you aren't overpaying. Keep every dollar you're entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely isn't fun. That's why at the Synergy Group, we work with tax professionals to help make sure you aren't paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at the Synergy Group today for your complimentary tax analysis. 412-673-7760. Don't do the IRS any favors. 412-673-7760. Securities offered through JW Co-Financial, member Fedra, SIPC. Investment advice offered through JW Cole advisors JW Co-Financial and JW Co-Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. Neither the firm nor its agents or representatives may give tax advice.
3: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive list Listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square to get the buy one get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. To to get your my pillow 2.0s now
5: people ask me sometimes lance i'm worried about my finances and i feel bad because i should be worried right i realize that inflation is going to be eating up money i've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and biden's spending spree gold has since the beginning of time been the resource that god's people have relied on the silver is mine and the gold is mine is what the prophet hey said during a time of great shaking to protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 98 98 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So Just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98 98 and see what i've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady
1: times
0: this is the john Stacker walt show on am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer
1: well 787 million isn't chump change fox can afford that and about an hour ago fox settled with dominion in the lawsuit For that amount, which is a lot better than $1.6 which is what they were looking at. Looks like they met in the middle, doesn't it? So what does this do to Fox's reputation, and how will the rest of the media react to this? Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill, and he joins us now. Jeff, thanks for being on, and I, as usual, I I think this is what is referred to in the news business as breaking news. Yeah,
6: yeah. It's timely we have this topic to discuss.
1: Yeah, how much damage has already been done to Fox, and how much, I guess, did they avoid uh, uh, by settling? Well, this is an interesting
6: case, uh, and you framed it very nicely. Uh, Let me just first off say that uh, I have been been interviewed on Fox News cable a number of times on television, and I am occasionally a source for foxnews.com. But I'm only a source. I am not a paid member of Fox News Channel in any way. So okay. I just want your listeners to know, for full disclosure, they might have seen me on Fox or being interviewed right. on foxnews.com, but I'm not paid by them, uh, so I'm, I'm an independent uh, voice on this. You're not a contributor. Uh, I, I am not. Mm, a paid so,
1: contributor, yeah.
6: That's right. Anyway, um, interestingly, Fox News viewership and its advertising has not been hurt through the course of all this legal mumbo-jumbo. The stock price has been stable uh, over the, the months that this has all been you know, litigated behind the scenes, and the bad publicity has been out there in the New York Times and on MSNBC and whatnot. So in the general picture, I'm not sure that Fox News' reputation has been all that much damaged, uh, at least on kind of the tangible things that we'd normally look at, which would be viewership, advertising, and their stock price for News Corporation. I think there is some damage to their reputation uh, kind of more broadly, but I think it's not amongst the people who probably rely on Fox or like to watch vo- Fox to start with. I'm sure amongst left-leaning people and people who watch CNN, they're probably thinking, oh, the- Fox is horrible, and, you know, they're you know having to pay this settlement, and they deserve it and all that. Uh, but, you know, really, when you get down to it, when news corporations, pay, and not just news corp, but news organizations, pay libel suits, settlements, a lot of times they consider that the cost of doing business. And, you know, 700 and some million dollars is nothing to, to sniff at. But in the greater scheme of things, Fox might well feel like they've won out here because, you know, Dominion, the, the company suing them, was ready to go to trial, and I think they blinked. And I think that probably they figured that if they went through the whole thing, and, and by the way, no matter how the trial would have turned out, this would have been appealed through the federal courts. And Fox News' attorneys would have surely gone on appeal had they lost, which they might well have uh, in front of a jury in Delaware. But if they had lost, they would have filed a suit, uh, an appeal, and it would have been purely on a First Amendment basis to say, news organizations have an absolute right to cover, quote-unquote, the news. And covering the news uh, is a wide-ranging First Amendment protection and Dominion was claiming that Fox News was spreading lies by interviewing Trump spokespeople, you know, who are making claims about the Dominion voting systems. Well, when Trump spokespeople are making claims about, you know, the legitimacy of the voting systems, that, that needs to be covered at some point. That doesn't mean you get a, give them, um, you know, full credibility or that you give them a full platform. But it is kind of news that somebody was out there saying that they didn't have confidence in the Dominion systems. Now, interestingly, the judge in this case had already ruled that Fox had indeed aired on their cable channels material that was not accurate. But that alone doesn't win a libel suit, because in this day and age, to win a libel suit, uh, a plaintiff not only has to prove that the information was false, which the judge had already ruled on that, but they also would have to prove that Fox News was broadcasting this material intentionally to damage Dominion uh, and its, and its uh, business operation. And that, that's a very hard thing to prove, that they were acting with actual malice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the classic libel suit that, or libel case that was decided by the su- Supreme Court back in the 70s is New York Times versus Sullivan. And the Supreme Court ruled at that time that news organizations need to have, and this is in quotes here, breathing space that it wasn't enough just that they made th- made errors or reported things incorrectly, but that in the news gathering process, there was going to be occasions when false information was going to get reported. And that wasn't alone enough to win a libel suit, that um, a plaintiff would have to prove that the the inaccuracy was intentional and malicious and repeated. And I think Dominion maybe figured that they were going to maybe have trouble doing that. They were maybe going to have trouble proving that because Fox News can say, hey, maybe we got some stuff wrong, but we were reporting with sources. uh, Trump's lawyers were saying some of this stuff. Uh, It's news that we're reporting that. Um, Now, they maybe didn't do due diligence. And, you know, I think the Fox people probably were playing a little fast and loose and worried more about what their audience would think than the actual facts. But even that's kind of a, a tough road to go down, because keep in mind, in recent years, the media has reported all kinds of stuff that we later found out was absolutely not true. But nothing happened to any of them. Right. All right. Uh, the Jesse Smollett thing was a hoax from the beginning to the end, but... You know, did CNN ever have to pay a fine, or did anybody ever sue them? No, it's just kind of like, hey, that's that's what happens in the news industry. People get stuff wrong. Yeah. The whole the whole Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, Mm -hmm. you know, turned out to be a uh, lot of fabrication and inaccuracy. But but nobody sued CNN or the New York Times for pushing all that because people just kind of figured that's what happens in the news media.
1: Yeah, I've wondered and, why and, the Trump people, um, if, if Dominion has the right to sue Fox for this, why wouldn't Trump's people have the right to sue CNN and MSNBC for the Russia stuff?
6: Well, you know, it, it would have to be somebody um, within the Trump hierarchy, but not Trump himself. Right, right. He's, he's, he's a public figure. He mm-hmm. was, a, he was a, a politician, a government official at that time. But they could have made a case, perhaps, that somebody in the Trump hierarchy uh, who was smeared or slammed and all this might have had a case. But for plaintiffs suing for libel, there's a very high bar to get over. And as I said before, it's not just that stuff was inaccurate, but that it was done maliciously. And, that's, and where do you go to prove that?
1: Yeah, well, now, also, uh, Jeff, um, there's no guarantee that, that, um, that Dominion was going to win the lawsuit. I mean, no, not that they could, they could win the lawsuit but not get $1.6 billion. Yeah, they, could they, gotten, could won- they
6: could have gotten $1. Or, yeah, they could have had it uh, way uh, diminished, certainly.
1: Like the USFL, you know, other, yeah.
6: Yeah, and one other thing about Dominion I think's is worth mentioning here. When they first filed this lawsuit, they filed by arguing that they had lost a lot of profits and that they had lost a lot of business because of the defamation that they said – Uh, was rained down upon them by Fox News. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, in just the last few days, they changed their argument from lost profits to what they referred to in their legal filings as lost enterprise value. Well, that's very speculative. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Dominion changed from saying, hey, we lost $1.6 billion of business, which would have to be proven concretely, to saying we lost, and this is the quote in their filing, lost enterprise value. Well, that's so speculative, and what they would have been saying is, hey, we lost the potential for business down the road, and most libel suits want the plaintiffs to be able to say, what business have you lost now? Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't have any concrete evidence. I mean, they couldn't go and say, well, we lost a bunch of contracts in California for voting systems, or we lost a lot of contracts in Maine or someplace else. Because let's face it, uh, the the people using Dominion voting systems were probably not going to change. Because Trump's lawyers said they were crooked, and in fact, in blue states, that'd probably be more reason to continue to use Dominion voting systems. So they couldn't really prove that they had lost a ton of money, but they were trying to prove that they might lose money down the road, and that that was kind of a a blinking of the eye, so to speak. That maybe they knew that they were they would have a tough road to hoe to eventually win out, particularly when it went to appeal.
1: And here's the thing that I, that uh, again, this is a this is a media question and a um, a process question or or an ethics question, I guess. You know, the, the big discussion here is about how you know there's emails and text messages that show that. Um, tucker carlson and various other people uh didn't believe any of this stuff they thought that and there's question there there's text where they're saying these people are out of their minds and and they're saying but yet they still put them on the air well um i I don't understand why why that's a big problem you're trying to do a good television show here's a person out there with uh, a lot of What looks like pretty credible evidence, but maybe with further investigation could be proven to be untrue, but this is good television. This is a person out there, the guy who lost the election is out there saying it was stolen from him. How do you not cover that, and how do you not put um, uh, Sidney Powell on and let her go through her reasons for saying it was stolen? Even if you think she's insane. Yeah, or Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, so you uh, think they're insane? That doesn't mean you can't put them on the air. They're
6: high-profile people, and they were trying to make news. And in fact, in some cases, it's worth putting people on the air like that to just to let them say what's on their mind, and then later undercut them or yeah. you know provide provide other interviews to demonstrate that they were incorrect.
1: Yeah, but they, what they so, say—the the big criticism here is that these people thought they were nuts, and they still kept putting them on the air.
6: Well, <laughs> well. Think about this. Think of how many news organizations have put Adam Schiff on over the last several years, right? Or, or Eric Swalwell. Yeah. I mean, can can anybody with a straight face go and say these guys are really on top of their game and they're really you know honest and true to form? I mean, everybody knows they're a little bit off, uh, you know, they're a bubble off too, and so it's not unusual, particularly when, let, let's face it, cable television you know is news to some extent, but there's an entertainment factor is th- there as well, and so it's not unusual for TV producers, you know, whether it's cable or broadcast, to book guests that they think are just going to generate an audience, and, you know, that's the business we live in, and that's kind of an unhealthy merger of entertainment and journalism, but that's the world we live in, and so I don't, and again, I don't think that necessarily means that Fox, you know, would have been committing libel. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that Fox behaved uh, judiciously. I'm not saying that they probably weren't negligent and probably should have in retrospect, manage this whole situation differently. But that's not necessarily enough to say that they were libelous within the broader scheme, the broader framework of news slash entertainment on cable television.
1: I had a guy on this show who was involved in the the, uh, claims against Dominion, and I had him on for 15 minutes, and I talked to him off the air a couple of times, and I watched the videos that they put together. I believed them. I still do. I still do. I, I, it's and and Sydney Powell is saying that uh, she's not backing off from it yet either. So I, 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 I haven't been convinced that they were that it's uh, was all fraudulent and there was nothing to it. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I still have not been convinced that they were wrong, uh, or that they were lying, or that they knew that they were lying.
6: It also suggests that Dominion might have settled. Um with that kind of concern in the background as well. I mean, they would have to be squeaky clean on this uh, if they were going to actually go to trial because, you know, who knows, over the course of the trial, Fox News comes up with somebody who says, hey, here is some additional evidence that maybe there was a there there. And again, I I don't know if that's true or not, but let's face it, there's been... Again, everybody wants to, like, point fingers of, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that, but... There's no question that over the years, and this goes back to when Trump first got elected, and people weren't willing to recognize that he had won necessarily, and Hillary Clinton's camp was claiming that the election was stolen, and Nancy Pelosi thought it was, and everything, we live in an era where the the electorate doesn't have a hundred percent confidence in the outcomes of elections or the way voting's handled, and I wish our nation would find a way to manage this whole thing better, but until they do. Part of the news dialogue after any election is going to be, was this a fair election? Were the votes counted accurately or not? And, you know, there's bound to be some evidence and little corners out there to suggest that maybe it's not. And also keep keep in mind, there's another pending lawsuit with a company called Smart, Smartmatic, which is another voting company, yep. and they have a suit pending against Fox News, and I bet they're watching very carefully right now to see how this is all settling out, because It will affect whether they're going to go forward or not, too, I'm sure.
1: I've got a couple of minutes left here with Jeff McCall. He's the uh, professor of communications at DePaul University, also a media critic at The Hill, and has been, uh, as he said at the beginning here, uh, has been asked uh, for his opinion on Fox, but not an employee of Fox. Meanwhile, uh, I have about uh, less than two minutes here. I'm looking at uh, foxnews.com. And that settlement was about an hour and 20 minutes ago, no mention of it on their website. And at CNN and MSNBC, it's at the top of the page. So what happens now?
6: Well, I'm sure that the uh, competing channels are happy to, uh, you know, laugh at this and make hay over Fox's decision. Uh, I don't think they should make too many conclusions about, you know, who was at fault or who not. Uh, Over the weeks, of course, Fox News has barely mentioned this at all, but of course, Given that they were a party in the litigation, it probably behooved them to not say anything. but now that it 's settled, I think Fox News should come forward and put their little spin on things uh and kind of like say, "Okay, this is what we know uh, what and by the way i 'm sure in this settlement there's a lot that cannot be said that when you know whenever there 's a settlement like this, there are agreements as to what 's going to be allowed to be said and what 's not going to be allowed to be said and my guess there's a lot that will not be said, but having said that. Fox ought to cover it with a straight face um, and let us know. I mean, it is news. When a major news organization uh, is being sued for libel and they're agreeing to hundreds of millions of dollars in settlements, it's news. And Fox should have enough integrity, I think, to go ahead and report on it. And they can put their little angle on it as they want. But I think to ignore it almost makes it look like they're embarrassed by the whole process, which in some ways maybe they are. But still, news organizations need to report when they're part of the news. And in this case, they've been part of the news.
1: Well, we'll see how it looks tonight in prime time, Jeff. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again. There's This is not the last we're going to hear about this, I'm sure. I'm sure not. Hey, appreciate it as always, Jeff. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Jeff McCall, professor of communications at DePaul University.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Prominent pastor and Christian broadcaster Dr. Charles Stanley has passed away. Dr. Stanley spent 65 years helping to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. He was 90 years old. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas got an earful from disappointed Republicans today as he testified before the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee.
3: Senator Ron Johnson told Mallorca some four million illegals made their way into the country last year. To put that in perspective,
1: 22 states have populations less than 4 million people.
3: Despite the increase in illegal crossings, Majorca said he wanted to make one thing perfectly clear to the panel.
0: Let me let me um, first communicate a premise, which is we are very, very focused on the security of our border. No,
3: no you're and not. No, you're not. I, I, I don't want to listen to that. So, Senator Johnson calling the Biden administration's
5: handling of the border a failure. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill.
0: This is SRN News.
5: People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 98 98 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 98 98 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. AM
0: 1250
5: the answer.
2: Imagine surprising your mom with $2,000. <laughs> If you're the winner in our $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes, you can. Enter up to once per day between now and May 11th to increase your chances of winning. For all she does, your mom is so worth it. Enter the $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes.
0: Register to win now at TheAnswerPGH.com. Eric was way behind
3: on
4: his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments.
3: The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's ad- Efforts, so they came after him full force.
4: They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like uh opt tax relief
3: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill? Wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be.
0: Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com SurroundPittsburgh.com Connecting you with new customers. SurroundPittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather.
5: It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise, partly cloudy tonight. Early vegetation can be damaged by a frost or freeze. Make sure to cover up that vegetation if you need to. The low 33. Partly sunny skies for tomorrow. The high 64. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 48. Very warm Thursday. Temperatures approaching near record highs with times of clouds and sun. Great day to be outside. The high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250. The answer.
1: Yesterday, we talked about the stupidity of Chicago voters who elected a mayor who all but promised to be worse than the incumbent uh, and who may have been the worst mayor in American history. So there seems to be a lot of that going around, especially on the West Coast. Uh, Victoria Taft of uh, PJ Media and the audit adult, I should say, in the uh, room podcast, keeps track of the insanity out there with her West Coast Messed Coast series. She joins us now. Victoria, thanks for coming on.
7: Hey, it's to be in Steiger World. How do I sound? I've been with this, yeah, this bronchitis for a week or two. We
1: like we How like uh, we like uh, people who play with pain here, and you know, <laughs> rub rub some dirt on it and get out there and you know, just no. I'm 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 really uh, happy you came on. I I had bronchitis once and it's not fun, so I oh. I hope you make it through and I'll try to be gentle here. Channel um, with me, yes. But before I get to that, I was going to, you know, talk to the stuff that some of the stuff you wrote about recently at PJ Media. I have to ask you, as a um, member of the media, what your uh, reaction is to Fox settling with Dominion.
7: Oh, they did. Oh, oh I heard yeah. that. that yeah. they were far apart from that, but I've been so busy working yeah. on another. So great... let, me, the, of- let
1: me just tell you what they did. So, you uh, they, they settled for seven point seven 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 hundred eighty seven million, which is about half of the one point six million. Good, um, good. Yeah, but um, I'm just wondering what you think the damage, if any, that is being done to Fox. Here. I look on Fox's uh, website and they make no mention of it. And uh, uh, CNN and MSNBC, of course, have it at the top of their uh, web oh, yeah So, so yeah, what, what do you think the fallout this. of this is going to be eventually? Well,
7: um, well, I mean, I think it'll hurt their their reputation, Fox yeah. News's reputation, obviously, and and I think that it's also interesting to point out that you know not everybody bought into the whole it's the Dominion voting machines stuff. Um, we you know we've gone through this iteration of voting machine problems since two thousand four that I'm aware of, um, and that was always the, the you know the the uh, Leftists pushing it, and I don't recall any them being sued. They talk specifically
1: so, about the the voting machines, about how they can be rigged, and uh, there's sure. they're they're mm-hmm. out there on video. Hillary's all mm-hmm. over the place talking about
7: them. I am, exactly, exactly. So she didn't get sued. This is just obviously a one sided affair. Yeah. And I know that they didn't want to be blamed for any part of what was obviously pol- political chicanery during the 2020 election. So. And, and I think it was just an easy target because the media hate Fox News. Everybody hates Fox News mm-hmm. in the legacy media. And so it was just an easy prey. They're easy prey, an easy target. And by the way, really, they wanted to get the discovery because I, even though I haven't been following every jot and tittle of this case, yeah. it's clear to me when uh, they started re- revealing the text messages of Sean yeah. Hannity and Tucker Carlson that this wasn't really about the, um, the case, the Dominion voting case, per se. It was really about or the machines. It was really about getting discovery and, and uh, trying to do what they could to work lawfare against Fox News.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. And I, I, I had uh, a guy named Jeff McCall on in our last segment. He's one of my f- most frequent guests, and he's really good talking about the media. He's a professor of communications at the Paul University, and he's really good, oh, yeah. and he's been on Fox. Uh, they've used him, you know, they've asked him about his opinion. Anyway, I, I talked to him about this, and this is the thing that that is going to be, uh, the, as you just mentioned, the thing is going to be focused on the most. Uh, the things that will be focused on the most are the text messages and the emails where Tucker Carlson, whoever it was, is saying these people are out of their minds that this they're crazy. What are they talking about? And right. then and then and then criticizing them for saying that while putting them on the air. It's television if. Just because? Have you ever? Have you ever oh, done yeah. an interview with somebody I mean, who you think is completely insane, but still done the interview <laughs> and quoted them and everything? Right.
7: I probably have. I mean, I put I've put people from the Westboro Baptist Church, and yeah. all kinds of people on the air just for you know, just as can I divine any information from these people? Can I? Can I understand why they're as bigoted as they are? And, and uh but, you know, yes, of course, and I've not thrown my lot in with them, clearly, and so, yeah, I've done that.
1: Well, we brought you on because uh, I really like your West Coast, Mess Coast stuff and the other stuff you have at PJ Media, and we're talking to Victoria Taft. Uh, so you're in the middle of the insanity out there. It's hard to know where to begin with some of this stuff, but... Let's start with what you wrote about uh, Portland, uh, either today or yesterday. I see REI is moving out. We have an REI here in Pittsburgh. It's a nice, good good place for outdoor equipment, uh, apparel, stuff like that. Maybe mm-hmm. the tents and the people pooping on the streets, uh, down the street from them, had something to do with this?
7: Well, they um, I would imagine that that doesn't help. But <laughs> it's also the people who come in and steal and thieve. And oh, remove. okay and so i think they just got tired of you know putting up with it because the portland police can't do anything cuz they're under orders not to and uh, the mayor and all all those folks in the leadership class have decided that it is inappropriate to you know give the bums a rush as we used to say to people who are you know living living in a tent while smoking the rent and that's what's going on they can't they can't live with it anymore they're downtown now, this is in northwest Portland, so that's just not too far away from the downtown core area that was uh, burned up and looted and all sorts of things during the quote-unquote summer of love. Um, but this is in a nicer section. This is in the section that they it used to be the warehouse district that they refashioned because the planners wanted something New york over there. And so this is their their the jewel in the middle of Portland kind of a deal. They call it the Pearl district. And, and so what happens? They let the bums in and which is to say, they didn't do anything about all the homeless camps and all the people. And let's face it, it ain't a homeless problem because if it were a homeless problem, then all the housing they provided and all the money, they could buy houses for all these homeless people. But it's not those people who need help. It's the drug people who need help. And those people, 80% of the people on the streets of Portland, and you'll find it the same, probably more so in the in uh, uh, San Francisco and Seattle. they're a drug addicts mm-hmm. and they're there because they don't want to be bothered by the cops and Portland passed measure one ten in November of 2020. remember what happened then We were in the middle of a pandemic, and following the summer of love uh you know racist cops defund the police, so they didn't want people to uh, get hassled if they were taking their, you know, fentanyl, if they're smoking their fentanyl on the street. So they decided that they were going to do away with all that and just make it no better, no worse than rather than a, than a driving violation. So that's what they did in Oregon. And it's been an abject failure. It has been the, re- the result has been people, more people on the streets of Portland drugged out and looking like a bunch of damn zombies.
1: Yeah, and uh, yesterday I had uh, a discussion with someone about the uh, George. He has a, written a book about the George Soros-supported um, DAs all around the country. Yeah, uh, and uh, this George seems to be everywhere here. How has he contributed to the uh, drug issue out there? And what is the Drug Policy Alliance?
7: Well, the Drug Policy Alliance is the you know the uh, astroturf group that came to being to push for measure 110, which, uh, as I just explained, is sort of a, you know, give give these people the ability to have a personal use amount of dr- hard drugs. I mean, we're, we're talking heroin, fentanyl, we're talking all that, opioids. They can have all that stuff on their person. And uh, so George Soros's group, uh, he's a he's a board member of this group. And yet again, George Soros, uh, has a hand in the demise of civil society in the state of uh, Oregon as well as uh, in throughout the country. I mean, George Soros has brought so-called death with dignity to the United States or to Oregon. He uh, was part of the medical marijuana, you know, farce uh, in the, the legalization of cannabis. I mean, now you can't go anywhere in Portland without smelling, you know second hand smoke from marijuana ha ha, yeah, that doesn't matter you know as as we found out in Seattle and Portland, second hand fentanyl smoke or marijuana smoke that's not a problem. all you crazy people,
1: yeah, see here's you smokers a, out there here's what I don't understand, and i asked I talked about this yesterday with the guy who's written the book um and his name is Zach Smith, by the way uh, i I don't understand George Soros. He, you would think that the stuff that he is famous for, uh, in the past and currently, he, um, that uh, how he's indefensible, but but people defend him or accuse you of being anti-Semitic for mm-hmm. for even raising questions about what he's doing. Who buys into the drug policy uh, alliance? And who out there in Portland or anywhere else is, is saying, boy, it's a good thing we have good old George Soros around us? I mean, <laughs> where is it coming from?
7: It's from, coming from the usual people, the same people who write you Black Lives Matter, Don't Shoot Portland, the, the Soros DA out here. They're all the people who say, you know, uh, you know well, I'll tell you one one gal who's uh, she she's a real beauty. So I, I looked around for the... Quotes from some of the people with this group of Unite, this one woman who was an advocate of Measure 110 is, uh, I think it's Kaisa Jama of Unite Oregon, which I'd never heard of, but whatever. Uh, She said that this would get rid, Measure 110 would get rid of systems of oppression and if ending systems of oppression means bodies lying on the ground from drug overdoses the mission accomplished she didn't say that i just added that
1: right right
7: right She you get rid of systems of oppression okay another one said that this would be a historic uh, paradigm shifting win the biggest blow to the war on drugs to date now i get why people want to just blow out of water this whole idea of the war on drugs it's just been you know it's it's been uh, it hasn't worked Doesn't okay work, so nope. fine um, but, uh, I mean, th- is this really helping the war on drugs? No, it's just bringing it closer home and making zombies out of Portland's quote unquote homeless people, which, who are really just addicts. And, and throughout this whole time, uh, as one person noted, who's a drug and alcohol counselor, he gets on the street and talks, literally talks to people, this sharp guy. He says that ever since they decided that they were going to m- make a homeless, uh, effort the homeless issue has gotten much, much worse in, in Oregon because it pays to be homeless. Why? Because you smoke your rent and you live in a tent because you smoke what you get from all the helpers and and you use that to buy drugs, and then you live free on the streets
1: yeah, I think you, I think you quoted a photographer who said something like uh, they they've told people that this is a good place to come to die if you want yeah, to over, if you're going to overdose, come to Portland.
7: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it's pathetic and it's real. And one, one uh, Jeff Altonan of the PDX Real uh, social media site put it beautifully. I think he said it's 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 like it's some sort of controlled demolition of a city, really. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it's because a lot of this stuff comes from policy. In other words, they have done their policy. They've put forward their policy. This is their policy, and. And over and over and over again, it has shown itself to be unworthy of combating the problem because I'll tell you why, because throwing money at stuff like this doesn't work. There's a gal in Seattle who is, I'm going to have her on my podcast soon, and she's a wonderful woman. And she was in the throes of drug addiction and she was on the street and she you know, had such a promising future. And she got picked up by the cops, and she was uh, thrown in jail and, you know, detox and all that stuff. I don't know how many times she was arrested, multiple times. And it was the last time that she said, I've got to get out of it. I want to see my kids again. She got sober. She says that's the only thing that would have helped her get sober sober because she wasn't going to voluntarily get sober because she enjoyed the high too much. And that's what Measure 110 does. It sets in the motion a voluntary uh, paradigm to get people to find find their, their drug behavioral, or their, their drug um, help. And instead, what it does is it just, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. So they've gone, they've gone full bore. They've thrown all the money at the housing, which they don't want to be in, and now they're throwing money at this uh, drug program that nobody wants.
1: Now, so, here, here's the thing. People,
7: people need God. That's the only thing that works on this. They need a 12-step program, and they, whatever higher power. And from addicts, I hear over and over and over again, John, that is the kind of thing that helps addicts.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Portland's about a, as far away from Pittsburgh as you can get and still be in the United States. It's way up there in the <laughs> upper, upper left-hand corner. Uh, but And maybe it, we don't have anything close to that issue here in Pittsburgh. We have an issue, but nothing to that degree. Um, so, and I feel like I focus on this stuff because I think it's interesting and um, and uh, alarming and all kinds of other things. But it's also is it, it, for for people in Pittsburgh who aren't don't see it to this degree right now. Is this just a uh, a, a great snapshot of what happens when liberals take total control and why you should. What, is that the warning that people in other places should get? Because there are, not every place is as bad as Portland. It's about, might be one of the worst. But it's, well, it's just an example of what of happens when you have liberals running the show.
7: Yeah, well, that's all you get is one-sided beliefs. That's all you get is their solution is you're, you're hiring, when you hire a bunch of progs, progressives, you get people who worship the government instead of worshiping something greater than themselves. They think the government is greater than themselves if you really want the fundamental clue. And, and so the the bottom line is they think that government can solve all problems. They can, it can solve the hearts of men. And we all know that's not true. Uh, The the adults in the room know that's not true. And yet when you have these programs and they say, well, we can do that with government. No, you can't. Because the government cannot dictate or do something to help the human spirit because it doesn't have one. The people are great. Some of the people are wonderful. It's just that you cannot do it with a government program. You just can't. I mean, some people will be helped. But those people on the streets out there who don't want their housing, who don't want to go in for uh, sobriety, they're not going to be helped. And that's 80% of the homeless people. And that's what happens when you hire these people to, when you vote in these folks who have one way of looking at things, that's what you're going to get. People will say, oh, you know, you conservatives, you're so mean-spirited. No, it's proven. Conservatives do a hell of a lot more for these charitable programs, and I mean charitable programs. I don't mean government. I mean these programs, and than anyone else. These progressives and all this other stuff. It's just fact. And and you get down, you get granular with some of these people on the street, and you will see that they need help. They need God. I think. I, I think it's just as simple as that, honestly. And that's that's a tough problem. Government governments not gonna sell God. Governments not gonna sell a twelve step program. No. Mm-mm. and they need that
1: we're talking to victoria taft of pj media and the adult in the room podcast um i have about what i got mike about a minute i just i I wanted to throw in here real quick before we go because you're out there on the west coast and i only have about a minute but you also have gavin newsom out there uh he wants to have utility companies now charge customers based on their income um and, uh, and that's just one of the things but I have a less than a minute is this guy is this guy going to run for president, whether or not Joe Biden decides to run for president?
7: um no, he's got to deal with Joe Biden when he won't do it. That's one of the reasons I think Joe hasn't stated officially that he's running. I think Gavin Newsom will be the candidate at least that's what i today's to today's tell was. That he said that he would fill Diane Feinstein's Senate seat. She's not even gone yet with mm-hmm. a black woman. I mean, if that isn't out of, if that isn't out of the Joe Biden playbook, I don't know what is.
1: Yes. What is? Yeah, but but he if, if uh, he's ready to jump if Joe bails.
7: Oh hell yeah! I think he's right in there.
1: Oh boy, that's pretty scary.
7: He made well, a deal. Like he, he made a deal with Jill on the QT, overheard by a reporter, obviously on purpose. A,
1: a deal that he he'll jump in if Joe jumps out.
7: He said he's on Team Biden. He's in there. Okay. Put me in, Coach. Yeah, no. He's so he's this is what, he's running this campaign, this other stuff in Florida and all these other states the red states. He's doing that to soften the ground. Mm-hmm. He's doing it for himself and he's also doing it for Democrats. So there's this whole plan that he's got going, and and uh, I imagine if uh, I imagine that uh, Newsom would get in if DeSantis gets in, which I think he is. So okay. we'll see.
1: We'll see. Hey, uh, get well. You sound okay to me. You're getting better. So hang in there, Victoria. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Okay, that's Victoria Taft of PJ Media. We'll be right back. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented My Pillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The My Pillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original My Pillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The My Pillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the My Pillow 2.0 is buy one get one free. with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. You can protect your hard-earned
6: retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a
0: tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Relief This is the John Stikerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
1: So I saw this on Twitter. Colin Dunlap, who uh, does a mediocre morning show on the only sports station in town and is a uh, a lifetime uh, minor leaguer in the media business, he uh he tweeted this, that crackpot John Steigerwald has me blocked. Someone please pass this along to him so he can leave this kid alone and move on to chasing down his next wacky gnome, unicorn and conspiracy theory. Thanks. Um that's uh Colin Dunlap. She's referring to um uh, Damar Hamlin, who um as I mentioned, uh actually said today that it was commotio Cortis that caused his heart attack heart not heart attack, heart failure. Uh and um uh, I said that that's fine. That's what he says it is. I still haven't seen a doctor uh, say that. And also, uh, I talked to a, a a very highly respected, nationally respected cardiologist uh, a little while ago, and he said he would be shocked if the commotio cordis was the cause without myocarditis being a part of the situation, which is a condition of the heart caused by the vaccine. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van